Sneaky Plays fans, we know you're excited about the upcoming NFL season. We are too. And that's why we decided to partner up with Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new DFS app for prop bets. They have streamlined the drafting process and eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research by using only top-tier athletes. Instead of the traditional salary cap format, you build your lineup around a list of prop bets. This is awesome because we love having security. For each contest, you need to choose 10 of the 20 prop bets plus two ice picks, your security, to protect you from any late scratches or postponed games. Each unique prop has an over and an under point value assigned to it, and you will be rewarded that point value if that prop is correct. For example, will Tom Brady throw for over or under 250 yards? The less likely the prop is to occur, the more points the choice will be worth, and you build your team score around the amount of correct props you select. This is awesome. We're super excited for it. We want to let you know that you sign up using Thrive Fantasy. Use our promo code SNEAKY, that's S-N-E-A-K-Y, and you will receive a $10 bonus. So you make a deposit of $10, you get $10 back for a free bonus. Exciting stuff. We are super excited for Thrive Fantasy, and enjoy your NFL season. This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast. Presented by JokerMag.com, the home of the underdog. Thank you for listening and enjoy this podcast. Alrighty then, welcome to the Sneaky Place podcast. I am Brian Catino and I'm here with Chris Morris, Dom Fierro. And it's been a long two weeks of the NFL season. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's the body bag season. I mean, for your two teams. Yes, I mean, def- definitely. <laughs> being a Jets fan is. Uh, I can't think of the word. Freaking awful. I mean, the worst. Uh, it's, this is just unbelievable. Um, you have my sympathy, Tino. Yeah. Hard. Your quarterback has a kissing disease. Uh, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell sees 31 touches and still can't do anything with the ball because the offensive line is simply abysmal. Freaking Josh Bellamy is dropping wide open passes over the middle with no defenders within 15 yards of him. It's just, I mean, Luke Falk is playing quarterback. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of Washington State at quarterback in the NFL these days. Hey. I, mean, I love me some Washington State quarterbacks, but. <sighs> Do I want them yeah. starting for my football team in the NFL? I know I don't. Uh, I, I would I would have Gardner Minshew start for me. I would rather Gardner Minshew for sure. I yeah, like I would Gardner too. Minshew. Better story. I can do too. a week three Gardner Minshew start, but not a prolonged period. Uh, <laughs> Good thing you're not a Jaguars fan. Yeah, well, they were kind of my second team going into the year because my boy Big Dick Nick, but that quickly went out the window. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, Let's let's hop into DraftKings. So, you know, you've heard we've we've heard this all before. DraftKings each week, we do the Sunday afternoon games. So the games that start at one, at basically end at seven thirty. Sometimes they go into OT, and you know, NFL wants their money, so they branch over into about eight fifteen at night. Um, you know, they need the NFL needs their money, so it's all those games. There's thirteen games this week, um, starting at one o'clock. Um, we do this every single week. And we start with the quarterbacks and we go all the way through to the defenses and we will continue to do that, do so for 17 weeks of the season and into the playoffs. And we also do some uh, captain showdowns. I know Dom, it's one of Dom's favorites to do. Oh yeah. Kickers prevail. Well, well, actually the last excited about kickers Dom, the last I looked at a captain showdown, which was this past Thursday uh, with the Panthers bucks, which was just not a good football game. Um, there was no kickers available. What? Yeah. So I might have I, I might have <laughs> been looking at the wrong one because um, I did it really quickly at like eight fifteen right before the game. So I could have been looking at the wrong one, but I didn't see any kickers there. So interesting. <laughs> that, that's, all, that's the whole strategy. I mean, it's out the window if there's no kickers. Uh, yeah, we might have we, we might have to uh, move to someone else. If there's no kickers. Dom's favorite <laughs> position in football, apparently. I'm I'm good with no kickers. That's I love I love the kickers. Love the kickers. Love the special teams. 
I, I wish kickers kicker. didn't exist. I mean, for most teams. I mean, the Jets, I, I can't even – whatever. I, I can't, I'm, I'm going to stop. Let's, let's move on to our, our DraftKings plays of the week, and we'll start with the quarterback position. Um, Dom, we'll start with you. We got Sling the Rock this week. So I, so I have three picks. Uh, my first Ooh. one's going to be Jimmy G, 6,200, going up against the Steelers. Uh, so I was kind of iffy to start the season with uh, Jimmy G just because of the ACL and just injury last year. Didn't look too great in the preseason. I know it's preseason, but still it tells a lot for a guy coming back from an injury. But he's done well. Uh, and this Pittsburgh team, I just feel like they're a little dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, you lose your your – franchise quarterback probably might be the end that you never you might never see big ben ever again which is fine with me but this team i feel like is down and i don't think they're gonna be very good this year don't understand why they gave up the pick i mean they did do add minka fitzpatrick who's a good corner but i don't see them being any better this year than maybe a few win teams so jimmy g i have for this week as my top guy uh going into it next is james winston the 5400 going against the giants Jameis, he didn't have the greatest game Thursday night, but then again, it is a Thursday night game. But the Giants' defense is just putrid. I mean, they are so bad. <laughs> they got guys in the – I mean, what's his name? Norris Jenkins was going off this week you know, about the the defensive line not getting any pass, pass rush. <laughs> so it wouldn't surprise me if this team just somehow implodes the Giants' defense. And I think Jameis is primed for a big start this week against them, You know, maybe get them a little bit back on track. Bucks could be a sneaky team this year in uh, that division, the NFC South. And my third pick, this is kind of <laughs> this is like a gut feeling of mine, is Mason Rudolph going up against the 40 Oh my ass. Oh, oh, you didn't. Oh no. <laughs> Oklahoma State product lit it up in the Big Twelve. I know it's the Big Twelve, but he's going to be. I have a feeling he might be the next guy who you see you know, as a starting quarterback in the NFL for a long time. Uh, yeah, the Steelers' offense isn't the greatest right now. And, but Mason Rudolph came in against Seahawks, did a decent job. I mean, they did lose, but he did a decent job for coming off the bench. So I'm excited to see what he can do you know, after a full week of practice as a starter and in the future. So this is more of a gut feeling at, for Mason Rudolph, but I kind of trust my gut on this one. Wow. The Mason Rudolph pick. I did that, that one out of thin air. I didn't see that coming. Um, I didn't hate the way he looked last week. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. He looked all right against Seattle. They actually looked better offensively with him throwing the ball than they did with Big Ben in the first half. Yeah, because he, he can move. He can. Yeah, he can move, and Big Ben was throwing with a, as we know now, a completely you know ruptured shoulder or whatever the hell it was. I don't know if Big Ben needs Tommy John or what the surgery is, but we know he's going to be out for the season. Uh, um. Yeah, Rudolph, I mean, I don't know. I probably wouldn't go with him this week. Um, but then again, I if you're basing it off of how he looked against Seattle, it's it wasn't terrible. Um, maybe he gives Pittsburgh a little shot in the ass, too. Um, they're 0-2, so we know they're going to be desperate. Um, you know, this will tell a lot of how their season is going to go, whether they just roll over and, you know, go 0-3 and the season's over, they show some fight. Um, they got some veteran guys there. So I think they might show some fight. Um, and the other picks, I don't. Um, Jimmy G, I mean, yeah, he had a great week last week. Um, how much of that was going up against what, you know, is kind of confirmed now what we thought is a terrible Cincinnati defense and team in general. Um, they had a decent week one showing, but we got awful against San Fran last week. Um, I don't know, Jimmy, it's just, I might need to see a little bit more from Jimmy G from week to week before I can fully trust them. Um, I actually had the Adams, my fantasy team this week. <laughs> Big Ben got hurt, so, you know, I'm not fully confident in him, but he was the best guy available on the waiver wire. Um, Jameis, too, I mean, I didn't love the way he looked last week, but, yeah, I mean, I I see, you know, the Giants secondary there, um, which is putrid. Um, My number one guy, which you guys are probably going to laugh at, too, um, coming off of another, you know, less than seller outing, you could say, Kirk Cousins. Oh, my God. Come on. And you know that, I mean, none of us here are big Kirk Cousins fans. Uh, I certainly am not. Going up against Oakland this week, though, who we know sucks, too. Um, you know, got torched last week by the Chiefs. Yes, it's the Chiefs. But I still think Minnesota's got a talented offense. Um, you know, they had a good week one, struggled week two against Green Bay. They actually seemed like they moved the ball a little bit in that game, but, you know, had a bunch of stupid, weird things happen. They had the offensive pass interference at the goal line, and Cousins threw the red zone pick at the end, which was a killer. But 
I don't know. I mean, at home, bounce back week against a bad team, a bad defense. Um, I think it could be primed for a big week. I mean, these, you know, Minnesota, I, I know we like to make fun of them. We like to make fun of Cousins, but at home against the bad team, um, I mean, they'll have good games like this. This just seems like it's kind of set up for, you know, the Kirk Cousins 300 plus yards, three touchdowns game. Not saying there's going to be a whole lot of them, you know, probably he could have some dumb turnovers in there too, but. I do think just because the matchup is favorable this week that uh, he could be a good play. And he's pretty cheap, too. I mean, he's only 5,100. Some of these other guys are obviously way more than him. I mean, he's pretty low in the pecking order. Um, and then another guy um, who we talked about last week, too, who I continue to, to love in the early season here is Josh Allen. Um, Price a little higher, 5,900. But, again, going up against that weak Cincinnati defense, um, which was horrendous last week against San Fran, Josh Allen's look good, man. He's a, he seems like a winner. Um, I, I like the way he's throwing the ball this year. It seems like he's a little bit, you know, stronger in the pocket. He's more willing to stay in there and take the hits and make the throws than, you know, run with, it, with like a chicken with his head cut off. Uh, he still will do that occasionally, but I do kind of like the way he's looked and, you know, another favorable matchup for them. Their schedule's been pretty weak early on here, so I don't know how good the Bills really are, but I think it's safe to say their defense – I mean, excuse me, their offense definitely is – um, much better than it was a year ago. They have legit weapons now at receiver. John Brown's been a good addition for them, improving through two weeks. Cole Beasley had some had some nice plays last weekend. Um, they've really been running the ball well too with Gore and Singletary. So I uh, I, I like what's going on in Buffalo. I think they could be a sneaky team this year. I kind of thought it before the year, and uh, it's all predicated on Josh Allen. He's looked good, and you know it's another favorable matchup for him this week. So I, I think he could be a good play again. So for me. You already know Josh Allen is on my list. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, knew, I knew you'd have him, Tino. He's going to be boy. on my list until he's priced way too high. Uh, I mean, he's 5,900 playing against Cincinnati. I mean, he's guaranteed 20 points. He's guaranteed 20 fantasy points. There's no doubt in my mind. So, um, yeah, Josh Allen's on my list. And then, Morris, you'd mentioned Kirk Cousins. I don't hate it. Yeah, here oh, we go. Oh my god! Got a taker. Oh my god! Hey man, I mean the price is reasonable. I mean, he's it's pretty low. Fifty one hundred for Kirk. His price is fifty one hundred. He's playing against the Oakland Raiders at home. I like it. I, I... Kirk will have good weeks. Like I said, we make fun of him, but he, I mean he's not. You know he doesn't suck. Yeah, I mean, he throws in up, you know, ill-time interceptions all the time, and he's just your, you know, prototypical eight and eight quarterback. But he does have big games, and they've got good weapons still. And you know, Oakland sucks. I think it, you know, this is this is the Cousins game. We get one of these like a month, basically, where he goes off, and I think it's going to be this week. Yeah, I don't know if I would lock in on him this week for regular DraftKings plays, but in a tournament, I would maybe be willing to slot him along with either Thielen or Diggs. And if they both boom, like you're looking pretty damn good because yeah. they're both not priced where they usually are. So decent plays there. And then Dom, I actually like Mason Rudolph too. Thank you. Oh boy. There we go. Him and James Washington. Yes. Oklahoma state. Oklahoma oh, state products man. played in college together. They've been tearing it up in preseason the past two seasons because they played together. Young quarterbacks go to the guys that they're used to playing with. Yes. So I, I like it. I, Forty-eight hundred. He's he's probably getting you sixteen points, and I mean you save so much money everywhere else. So I don't I don't mind Mason Rudolph. I actually kind of like it. Jameis. Yeah. Not so bad. I like. I actually like that pick too. There's a lot of quarterbacks I like that you don't have to pay for this week. Um, and Dom, I, I I have to disagree with Jimmy Jimmy G. Uh, not that I hate Jimmy G this week. It's just if I'm going to pay 6,200 for Jimmy G, why don't I pay 300 dollars more for Dak Prescott against Miami Dolphins? Yeah, that's a good point. I guess I guess you can think that. Uh... You know, Jameis pick is strictly off of the Giants. Jimmy G, I just think he's got a good favorable matchup against the Steelers. I just think that team is dead on defense. Uh, this Kirk Cousins pick, I'm looking a little bit more into it. Does it make you feel any better that he's only completed the ball 22 times this season? 
Well, week one, you know, you can kind of throw that out because they ran the shit out of the ball. 22 times. Well, he only threw 22 like... 22 times. He only, he only threw like 10 passes against Atlanta week one. He has two so touchdowns on the year. His completion percentage was bad last week. He was 14 of 32. That, that's not pretty. But again, you know, an improved Packer defense on the road. First road game of the year, division game. You know, that's going to be ugly and close. And, you know, I just think that, I mean, the matchup, you know, you're using, you think the Pittsburgh matchup is favorable for, for Jimmy G. I think this is certainly more favorable than that. You know, at home, on the turf, you know, against Oakland, going, you know, West Coast team, um, you know, going to the Midwest, time change there. I just, I mean, I think Oakland's bad. And, you know, I mean, Minnesota, they have big games in that dome. They, you know, there's definitely games during the season last year, of course, where they put up, you know, high point totals at home. Um, and I still think Cousins, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm not a Kirk Cousins guy. I don't think anybody really is, but he doesn't suck. And, you know, we will see him have good games. I think this is definitely one of those weeks. Hmm. I don't know Another if I guy. trust it yet. Another guy that's sneaky, sneaky for me, Jacoby Brissett. Oh, I was looking yes, at that. Yes, I was interested in that too. I forgot to mention him. That's that's not a bad call either. Yeah, Atlanta's I mean, defense is. I mean, I still think they stink. The Eagles had no weapons on Sunday night and couldn't exploit them. Um, yeah. Colts are at home too, and I think Brissett's looked pretty good through two weeks. But besides, uh, other than that backwards pass he threw last week, <laughs> um, but other than that, he's looked pretty good. I thought. Yeah, what do we? What do we think of Daniel Jones this week? I was really considering bringing him up, too. <laughs> I actually – I swear to God I was. I took a long, hard look at it, and I decided to pass. Let's see it for a week. But I, I, I can't say it yet. He looked good in the preseason. The Bucks, you know, on paper defense is not very good still. Um, you know, but, yeah, I mean, he's – I'd much rather have Kirk Cousins priced only $100 more than him. Kind of ridiculous. He's priced that high, honestly. I guess the I guess he's higher than Derek Carr. (laughs) Well, Derek Carr is not the greatest. Daniel Jones, he's not. Yeah. So I don't know. It's an interesting week in DraftKings at all positions this week, as we'll get into later. I'm assuming. Oh yeah, for sure. Jason Hill, forty four (laughs) hundred. Sean Payton's dream, man. It is his dream come true. He gets to use Taysom Hill as much as he wants on Sunday. Oh, yeah. To lose. I was honestly looking at that, and I was like, so is this, like, pass-catching points go into this? Like, how does it work <laughs> for him at quarterback? They should. I don't know. if They probably don't, but for him, they should make an exception. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in that. <laughs> One week for QBs. So oh. That's for sure. Well, anyway, let's – uh. Let's move on to the running backs. We named a lot of quarterbacks. So, I mean, there's there's some decent options out there if you're considering going low. Um, if you're considering going high, please go Dak Prescott at 6,500. I mean, it's just right in front of your face. There's no way you should be that cheap. Um, anyway, moving on to running back, and I'll reiterate at running back, do anything you can to get Zeke in your lineup this week. I mean, going yes. against the Dolphins is just – I mean, you got to do whatever you can to get Zeke in your lineup because you don't want to be the idiot that doesn't have him in your lineup and you lose. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, he's going to guarantee you money. Um, Anyway, so moving on to the running backs. So we'll exclude Zeke. We'll we'll exclude the top guys. Morris, we'll start with you for running back because I feel like you have a a couple guys here. Um, Who you got running the rock? Yeah, well, I was going to say – I was going to reiterate what you said. Definitely Zeke. Um, you know, it's Miami. That's all you kind of really need to know. Um, so definitely, you know, go cheap QB. Receiver if you can and get Zeke in that lineup at 8,900. Um, other than Zeke, I don't, I don't love the running back plays this week. Got to be honest. I don't think it's a very good week for them. Um, I was kind of struggling going through here. It seems like a lot of just the, the matchups aren't really too favorable. Um, but I do think you can get some value late with my guys. I'm going again with those Buffalo Bill running backs. Um, Frank Gore, who's had a decent start to the season, priced at 4,400. Um, Devin Singletary, if he's healthy, um, seems like he's questionable. I don't know if he's going to play. I think he's got a hamstring injury. Um, but he's looked good, you know, in his limited limited opportunities in the first two weeks. Um, and he's priced at, at 4,300. Yeah, and uh, Frank Gore last week priced at only 3,500, 68 yards and a touchdown. Um, 
yeah, I mean, we know the Bills want to run the ball. They want to be physical. Um, and I think, like, you know, going up against the Cincinnati team, they should have a lead in this game, you would think, which would mean, you know, hopefully a lot of running the ball in the second half. Um, and we saw the, you know, the Niners running backs last week. I'm not saying, you know, Kyle Shanahan's a much smarter offensive coach than whoever they got running that offense in Buffalo. Um, but he was able to really just utilize his running backs in so many ways. I and mean, we saw Mostert, um, Brita, and who's the other guy, Chris Wilson, even had – they all had big days. And, like, every time, you know, I went back and looked at that game, one of the running backs was either catching a screen or running through some wide-open hole for a gaping, you know, a, a huge gain. Um, and I think the Bills could do the same this week. Um, and these guys are very reasonably priced. The, again, you know, the, the Singletary thing is a little questionable with the injury. Um, but he's, you know, he's been pretty explosive in his, in his opportunities for carries for 70 yards week one, six for 57 and a touchdown last week. Um, so, yeah, he definitely seems like he's got the goods um, to be a good running back in this league. And I think it's only a matter of time before he probably gets the bulk of the carries ahead of the uh, ageless, ageless wonder Frank Gore. But uh, this week, I like both of those guys, definitely. Um, it's kind of hard picking through. I didn't really – I couldn't find anybody else I really loved, even ahead of him, other than Zeke, who, yeah, I mean, you, I think you got to get him in there for sure. But um, the rest of the running back spots were kind of – I couldn't really pinpoint anybody that I loved. Yeah, so my guy this week is uh, Peyton Barber for the Bucks, 4,600, going up against the Giants defense that ranks 18th right now in the league, uh, giving up about 120 yards on the ground. That's really bad. This Giants defense is, you know, like I said before, it's, it's a really bad Giants defense. Uh, Peyton Barber had a good week running against the Panthers. Panthers aren't that great of a defense, but they definitely can stop you different ways and to get 82 yards against them you know, is, and he had a touchdown. So, I mean, I'm looking for Peyton Barber to have a better week this week. He's always been one of those guys who, as soon as you think he's going to get hot, he just sucks. So I would be careful with him, but I think he's definitely, uh, you know, one of those guys that I would take a look at, especially for the value. Uh, and then, of course, you can always go up, you know, there's Zeke, uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell, I'm not, you know, he's going to get a lot of touches. So if you can want to pick him, you know, that might be beneficial just because he's going to get a ton of touches. Uh, and then Dalvin Cook, too, who I'm finally kind of growing on. Uh, Got to get on that train, man. He's yeah, gonna if you're going to go, but if you're going to go higher, I would say those three guys. Uh, but my pick, I only have one pick for running back this week, and that's Peyton Barber, 4,600. So two of my picks are Peyton Barber and Frank Gore. Um, <laughs> I, I'm really high on Frank Gore this week. I don't think Devin Singletary is going to play because of yeah. you know he pulled up and it looked like decently bad. And when someone pulls up when they're not touched, it's uh, I feel, you know I don't feel great about it, even if they practice in a limited fashion. Um, I think his snaps will be limited. I think Frank Gore is going to touch the rock 20 to 22 times. And uh, I'll take that against the Cincinnati defense that's simply not good at football. Um, I mean, they got torched by the 40 very bad last week. It's so very bad at football. Yeah. I think that's a steal. <laughs> and then Peyton Barber, he's interesting. I know Arians goes with a hot hand. So if he struggles early, it might be Ronald Jones. So that's where you have to be cautious. But I think he has the upside in this game to put up like 20 fantasy points. So Peyton Barber is someone that I'm definitely interested in this week. And then an even worse name to say right now is Carlos Hyde. <laughs> he looked kind of uh, good week one. He's looked good two weeks ago. Yeah, he, I didn't really see too much of him last week. Did he look good again? Yeah, he looked good again. 20 yeah. yards for 90 yards, I believe. Huh? All right, numbers. there you go. And he's going up against the Chargers – who they're better against the pass than they are the run. Um, so Carlos Hyde at 4,500, basically being the guy that gets bulk of the carries, is somewhat intriguing. I don't love it, but I think he has also has high potential. Um, my safest play out of these three would be Frank Gore, though. I think Frank Gore is somebody you need in your lineup. No, absolutely. Yeah, I'm all in on the Frank Gore pick. Especially, yeah, I mean, I didn't know how injured Singletary really was, but you're making it sound like he's really not going to play. Um, well, I, I just think it's 
Yeah, I didn't know he pulled up lame like that. If he did, then yeah, that's not a, that's not a good sign. They're, yeah. they're listing him as questionable, but I mean, I know that Alshon Jeffries listed as questionable too, and I think it's highly unlikely that he plays with a calf injury. So yeah, Singletary I, uh, was more of like he was running full speed, and then he wasn't. Type yeah, of thing. yeah, <laughs> that's never and that's that's never, never good. Never good. No. Um, but anyway, and then another guy. I hate to say this one too because I have him <laughs> on one of my fantasy teams. It's Devonta Freeman. Huh. He's really low at 4,900. I mean, he's just due. You know what I'm saying? He's one of those ki- guys that's super talented. He's been struggling the past couple of weeks trying to free from tough run defenses. Now he gets the Indianapolis Colts that are eh, against the run. So, I don't know. He's, he's interesting to me. He's someone I'm, I'm going to look at. Probably not going to play him, but I'm going to look at him and be like, hmm, maybe – Maybe like a slide him into a tournament lineup or something, and he goes off, and I wouldn't be too surprised because of how talented he is. Um, you guys have any other running backs? No, I'm all set with running yeah, backs. Yeah, I'm all set. There was it was the struggle going through. I'm pretty good. It's not pretty. I mean, Joe Mixon is like 5,500. He's unplayable. Yeah. Basically, Carry on Johnson's 5,600. He's like. No, I mean Matt Breda's and I don't know, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely tough. Sony Michelle's interesting. I think he'll get, he'll get a couple touchdowns this week at six thousand. Yeah, he seems like he's the bell cow there. Um, but you know, they we know that they love Rex Burkhead. Sony Michelle played well last week though. I yeah, he did. If he gets he a did. lot of carries this week, another yeah. shit team. Sorry, you know the Jets. No, but but honestly, <laughs> <I> have, <laughs> a lot of favorable matchups for the Pats here early on in the season. Twenty-two and a half point spread seems pretty damn accurate right now. Oh my god, the spreads! This we'll get to that later, but just out of control this season. Oh my god! I mean, yeah. All right, we'll, we'll save that for later. <laughs> all right, let's let's move on to receivers. Um, receivers, receivers seem decent this week. Also, not like I'm also not very intrigued by a lot of names in the middle, but um, I don't know. Maybe Dom will change my mind. Who you got catching the ball this week? So first to start off, it's Calvin Ridley at fifty three hundred for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, this is more of a he's going to get a lot of targets. Uh, the Indianapolis defense, passing wise, is pretty good. You know they're top ten in the league so far this year. But Calvin Ridley has gotten sixteen targets on the season already, and he's only dropped four passes, uh, averaging about twenty two, twenty three fantasy points a game. Uh, and he had a touchdown last game. Obviously, you saw on Sunday Night Football, he really kind of exploited that uh, Eagles secondary. Uh, so at 5,300, I would definitely take a flyer on him. I think he's a good play this week. Uh, and then my next guy is DeMarcus, DeMarcus Robinson at 50, what is he, 5,200. Uh, with Tyreek Hill out, uh, it seems like he's going to get a lot of <laughs> a lot of throws, uh, you know, a lot of balls thrown to him. Uh, he went off last week. This Baltimore defense is obviously a little bit better, but – just seeing that he's going to get a lot of targets, I would think. Uh, I think it makes him a good, good play this week. Uh, Pat Mahomes, I think he'll go off as usual, but he's just going to, you know, if Tamarcus Robinson has to take advantage of getting ball, and that's that's the only way he'll be of any value this week. And then my last one, that 3,600, Nelson Aguilar going up against Aww. the Lions. I know Morris loves and hates this pick. Enemy number one in my city right now. I love I love Nelly, man. I'll be forever grateful for you know what he did in the Super Bowl, and I think he's a good player. But God, is he a is he a whirlwind, man? He is just so up and down. You never know what the hell you're gonna get with that guy. Well, yeah, but a thirty six hundred for who's gonna be? Yeah, out? I get it. He's gonna he's gonna be the number one receiver this week. Yeah, he's gonna get a lot of balls. Clearly, he is a deep threat if he can catch the ball, which he showed. Yes. Yeah. showed this past week he's kind of a little bit you know he definitely can catch the ball but he's definitely going to have those times where when he definitely can drop the ball too he missed that wide open touchdown and win the game yep. uh, and then he <laughs> bounces back three plays later and catches the miracle fourth down play but it's like dude why the hell didn't you catch the one two minutes ago that would have won us the game that was way easier yep well you know, that's, so that's what you get with him though that's the nelson aguilar experience but at thirty six hundred dollars i'm definitely taking him you're gonna save yeah. so much money with him and i don't see any other place you can get a number one wide receiver for thirty six hundred so those are my three picks for this week at receiver yeah um 
I, I don't love the Aguilar pick. I know he's, you know, incredibly cheap and you can view him as the number one receiver, but I don't know. I just think this is going to be a, kind of an ugly game on Sunday with the Eagles and the Lions. And I'm not so sure passing numbers are going to be great. Um, at least on the Eagles side, I think it's going to, you know, they're kind of, kind of have to run the ball, um, get the tight ends involved, get us involved. But, you know, I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, Aguilar, he's definitely the most talented receiver that's going to be playing with Deshaun and Alshon out. So possibly. Um, I don't, um, I don't love the Ridley pick. I know he's been pretty good so far to start this year. So there's no reason why I shouldn't really like it. I just, I don't know. I mean, Matt Ryan on the road was awful week one and he wasn't all that much better at home in week two, a lot of interceptions. Um, I think the Colts are pretty good. It's their home opener too. Um, I think this could be the, you know, the week that, that Ridley's production drops, but again, yeah, I mean, it's a 5,300. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's a bargain there. Um, and I do like Demarcus Robinson. It seems like he's going to benefit the most from uh, this Tyreek Hill injury. Um, Miko Hardman, I think, could certainly benefit too. Uh, I'm not sure what he's priced at this week, but I, I would imagine it's lower. Um, he had one big catch last week, um, and you never know. I mean, you know, this could be a week-to-week thing with him and Robinson. You know, who gets more of the uh, more of the big plays? Um, they're certainly both incredibly fast. Um, I can get down the field, and I think they'll they'll make up the hill loss just fine. Um, yeah, I mean, there's tons of receivers this week. The guys I got, um, I have Chris Godwin um, priced at 6900 a little higher. Probably don't need to quite go this high, um, but he has been really productive and really solid through two weeks. Um, they've kind of been waiting to get Mike Evans involved. I don't really know where he's been. I think he's been seeing a lot of double teams. Um, and certainly Godwin's benefiting from it. Touchdown in each of the first two weeks. Had over 100 yards last week on eight catches. Um, Thursday night against the Panthers. Um, and like we said, you know, going up against that Giants team that Janoris Jenkins was calling out the D-line. They got to get home earlier. And it's Janoris Jenkins and a bunch of, you know, young nobodies back there in the secondary. So, you know, I mean, I'm not a big Jameis guy, but if there's a big week for him to have, um, it's certainly this week. Um, and I think Godwin will benefit a lot from that. Um, I also have Adam Thielen. Price is 6700 I went a little higher with the prices on these guys, but you probably – don't, you know, you might not need to do, um, but I still think they're good plays. I think Thielen's a good play. Um, he hasn't really busted out this year. I think this is kind of a, uh, this is certainly a week for him to do so with Cousins slaying on the rock who, you know, like I said before, I like this week too. Um, and my last guy is Kenny Galladay going up against my Eagles. Um, I think you guys have watched the Eagles through the first two weeks and <laughs> I, I don't, I don't understand why any team would ever run the ball against them because you can just drop back and sling it all day and you know, as much as you want, um, especially with the defense that Jim Schwartz plays. Um, not that I dislike Jim Schwartz, but, I mean, he blitzed more often last week, but, you know, we know that he like, kind of likes to sit back and, and get pressure with his front four, and he's very willing to give up stuff underneath. Um, and they've been giving up a lot of stuff over the top, too, to start the year. Um, and Galladay is a good player. Um, he hasn't really quite busted out this year yet. Um, but I do think he's good. I mean, he's a big-bodied guy. Um, he's been a productive player in years past. Um, and I think this is certainly – you know, he, oh, he does have two touchdowns. Um, I didn't realize he had one week one, too. Um, but had over 100 yards and touchdown last week against the Chargers, and the Eagles secondary is certainly worse than that. Um, again, I don't, I, I don't know how this game's going to play out. It's kind of got a weird feel to it. I don't love Matt Stafford. Um, and they didn't score a lot of points last week, but – you know, the points they did score went to Galladay. Um, so I think that could be a reason to start him this week, too. Yeah, Galladay, Thielen, Godwin, definitely all good plays this week. I think you can probably slot probably two of them in and then achieve a receiver here. Um, as long as Galladay's uh, going up, lined up against Ronald Darby, I, Ronald Darby, I'd feel pretty good about that. <laughs> oh, Ronald, man. There's a lot of it's a lot of guilty culprits in the city right now. He's he's certainly at the top of the list. Uh, well, anyway, um, Dom, I like I like Demarcus Robinson. I think he is the number two right now. Um, he's a big play waiting to happen, so uh, I I like him. Um, I also like Aguilar. I'm a little higher on Aguilar than you are, Morris. I think he's going to be the number one option. Um, I think Ertz will have a lot of targets too. When we get the tight ends, I think he's definitely like a you know like almost a must play. Um, but yeah, I, I like Aguilar. 
I don't know if I like J.J. Ortega Whiteside more, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a good player. He's, he's talented, and we saw a lot, you know, of what he can do and what he can be in the preseason. Um, I just think his problem, you know, he's a rookie, and it's kind of hard for him to get separation right now. He's not the fastest guy in the world. But I do think he'll be better off a full week's worth of practice knowing that, you know, he's going to get a lot of reps and he's going to play a lot on Sunday um, as opposed to just being thrown into the fire. So, I could see that. I definitely like him more than Matt Collins, who actually had a decent week last week, but I still think he stinks. Um, so I think a white side's a flyer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I probably won't play him, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone to keep your eye on. Yeah. Um, anyway, the guy, the guy I have is Dom's favorite player, Randall Cobb. Oh, God. <laughs> no Michael Gallup. No Michael Gallup. Uh, yeah. Dolphins. And going up against the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, no, I mean, yeah, he's had a decent start to the year, too. If you can stay healthy, shockingly, with all these guys around the league going down, Randall Cobb stayed healthy. He hasn't popped the hammy yet. If, if Randall Cobb stays healthy, I will have been a really mad Packers fan after yeah. he couldn't stay healthy for years as a Packer, even though he had some big catches for them. If he goes on and is healthy for 16 games for the Dallas Cowboys, I'll be so mad. <laughs> I, I can't blame you, Dom. Yeah, I can't blame you either. Oh, well, I, anyway, my other play, um, you guys probably not might, not might not be on his radar, but Christian Kirk. I think Christian Kirk is a legitimate wide receiver right now. And if Kyler Murray gets hot against the Panthers at home, I think Christian Kirk is will be a big part of that. So I think he's somebody that has a lot of upside this week. Um, and he's only at $5,000. So he's definitely someone I'd probably be willing to look at um, in order to pay up elsewhere. So him and Randall Cobb are definitely guys that I'm looking at as the slot as I either my wide receiver two or three. Um, so I can pay up for, for Zeke and pay up at tight end or somewhere else this week. What I got, I got one more guy for you. That he averages 16 fantasy points a game and he's under $5,000. Jamison Crowder. What do you guys think of that? Um, I don't I don't hate it. Um, he's been decent to start the year. He should get a lot of looks too. I mean, I'd rather throw the ball to him than to uh Robbie Anderson. Josh Josh Bellamy. <laughs> <laughs> now Robbie Anderson's not bad too, but I would imagine he's higher priced. No, they're both at forty eight hundred. Are they both at forty eight? Okay. I mean Luke Falk's the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I Patriots defense is pretty good too. On the road. I don't know. Yeah, on the on the road. There could be some garbage time action there, but that's pretty much all you're counting on. I think. Counting on hey, garbage time. time. Garbage, garbage time, time counts. It, it adds points. That's all that matters. It does. It does. <laughs> I, I was looking at Crowder. Uh, I like Crowder. I, I personally, personally, I like him a lot. I think he is a good guy to get short yardage catches, and who's going to get a bunch of you know maybe three, four, five uh, receiving yards after catch. And, you know, those add up, especially when he – I mean, he's been targeted 23 times and there's 18 catches on the season. So, in a PPR type league like DraftKings is, I think he's a steal of 4,800. Yeah, he is going against the Pats. But, I mean, if you can – if he can get six catches at six points right there and whatever yards he gets is just added value. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. – um, uh, Why did Sam Darnold have to get mono? I mean <laughs> – <laughs> hey, good prognosis came out today. Says he might be back for the Eagle game week five. I, I don't care. It's too late. <laughs> you want him now. I know. They'll be 0 4 by then. Get, yeah. get Mono into, in the winter like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, that's, rece- that's receivers. I'm, I'm tired of that. Move on to, uh, to tight ends. Um, like I mentioned, I mentioned Ertz. I think Ertz is a good play because he'll see a lot of targets. And obviously, the big three, as always, in Kelsey, Kittle, and Ertz is usually a pretty, pretty solid option here. But, Morris, I'll go to you. Who, do you, who can you pay a little down for and uh, get a lot of uh, upside and potential here? Um, well, this guy, he's been my boy here to start the season. Uh, I made it a point to try to draft him in every league, and he's not, not letting me down. Uh, Mark Andrews. Um, fifth highest price tight end from what it looks like this week. Um, there's a considerable drop, considerable drop though, um, between him and him and Evan Ingram. Um, Andrew's priced at 4,600. He is questionable. It uh, looks like right now, 
don't think he practiced today, too. He's got a foot injury. Um, but, geez, I mean, has he been productive here to start the season? Um, we know we knew coming in that this offense was going to be predicated on Lamar Jackson and the running game and, you know, running play action and hitting those tight ends over the middle. Um, and they've done all of that and then some these first two weeks. Andrews, eight catches both weeks, over 100 yards, a touchdown each week. Um, and going up against the KC defense that I'm still not sold on, um, they were better last week against Oakland, who stinks too, um, after not starting off the game well and weren't very good week one against uh, Gardner Minshew. So, I mean, this is probably the game of the weekend, honestly, Baltimore-KC. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is definitely the game of the weekend. Um, good early season matchup, and I think it's got it's got a chance to be high scoring. You know, you would think that, you know, Baltimore's defense and everything, but I still think KC is going to find a way to score points. Um, and I think Baltimore's offense, this might be the best offense that, they've ever had there in the John Harbaugh era. Um, you know, the Flacco offense is really, you know, as we know, we're never that dynamic. Um, you know, they would get hot from time to time in the playoffs from sometimes, um, but weren't really, you know, a dynamic threat to drop 30 points on you every week. And I really think this Ravens offense can do that this year. Um, and I think that Andrews is, you know, really, I mean, he's the number one receiver there right now. They like getting all the tight ends involved. Clearly he's number one. Um, and if he's healthy, I think going up against KC, who, whose defense still really isn't proven enough to me, um, I, I would keep playing him until you know, he proves you otherwise. Yeah, so my guy this week is uh, from the Detroit Lions, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, uh, also not a bad pick against the Eagles. Yeah, 3,500 uh, against going up against the Eagles, who is one of the worst defenses so far in a passing game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like Morris needs to know, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, he didn't have a great game last week, only one catch, but that was pretty much the Kenny Galladay show. You know, it's going to be – if he can get targets away from Kenny Galladay, he's going to have a big game. I mean, he had a huge game week one, six catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown. So I would like to see him kind of get back on track against this Eagles team with a very favorable matchup, in my opinion. Like you said before, Morris, they give a lot of balls, uh, a lot of plays up deep, the Eagles defense does, but if they're going to blitz – and I think TJ Hawkinson is going to be a valuable play this week because he's going to get the ball. That's plain and simple, especially Matt Stafford, who, you know, I have my things against him. But there's one thing he can do is he can throw the ball, you know, all over the field at any time. So I would expect TJ Hawkinson to have a big game. I like Hawkinson. I like Mark Andrews. Dom, who is my tight end play for this week? Your tight end play for the week. Jimmy Graham. Darren Waller. Uh, I was gonna say, don't pick Jimmy Graham. He big at zero <laughs> last week. Last week, yeah. I talked I talk, talk so much about him and just a big fat zero. He's exactly. That's exactly why I didn't put him in your article. I knew he was gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it was your go-to guy too, Dom. It was. I was so high on him. I was like, man, that catch in the end zone. He's back. He is back. But. He's not back. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to wait another week to see if he's back or not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he'll ever be back. Um, <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> but, but no, on the real, uh, Mark Andrews, I think, is a very solid play. I think he's going to eat yet again. He's probably um, Lamar Jackson's favorite target. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, I think, will have a very good game as well, and he's definitely a steal at his price. But, I mean, Darren Waller, man, definition of consistency for the Oakland Raiders. 4,100 this week, averaging 13.2 fantasy points per game. Probably the number one pass catching option this week because Tyrell Williams is dealing with a hit pointer. So give me a little Darren Waller guaranteed PBR phenom this week. Oh, I do like it. I like it too. Um, Yeah, he's been solid. Start the season, no doubt. Um, You know, the card seems like he likes going to him too. Um, What's he priced at? It's not very high. 4,100. That's a little higher than I thought, but still, um, I still think it's worth it. He's definitely a guy that's got a lot of talent. Um, and he's certainly getting a lot of targets. So, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean, around his price is like OJ Howard at 3,800. <laughs> he's just been doing nothing. Yeah, I'd rather have Waller. I like OJ Howard too. I just think his quarterback blows. I just don't think that Bruce Arians has ever had a system that. Yeah, that's good. That's true. End. That's a good so, point. Yeah, that's true. Until they turn him into a wide receiver, I think he's uh, 
almost incapable of getting points because his his snap share is like 90% or something, something crazy. Yeah. And he just hasn't been getting the football in the air. He's just mostly been blocking. So mm-hmm. it's got to be frustrating if you drafted O.J. Howard huh, in regular fantasy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Thank God. Can't I think one thing that I hedge against Hawkinson too, Dom, is as bad as the Eagles, you know, secondary has been, it's generally they give up big chunk plays to receivers. They actually do tend to do a decent job against tight ends, um, unless it's Vernon Davis hurtling eight guys and running into the end zone. Um, but other than that, you know, not just this year, kind of in years past, they've done, generally done a pretty good job against tight ends. Um, but, I mean, you never know. I mean, Dawkins is a good player, and I wouldn't really bet on the Eagles' defense against anybody right now. So, Well, yeah. I mean, the Eagles' defense to me just needs to show they can do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Hawkinson was the best tight end coming out of the draft. And, you know, clearly a pass-catching tight end. So, it wouldn't surprise me if he went off. Like, you know, he is definitely a risk. You know, like you said, I mean, this defense, the Eagles' defense, like you said, can cover tight ends. But it's we weigh the risk, like we say all the time, you weigh the risk and reward. And I think the, the, the reward definitely outweighs the risk when it comes to Hawkinson. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree, Dom. Um, let's move on to defenses real quick. Um, I'll, I'll start here, and I, I've only got one, and I don't exactly love it. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 2,900. No, no Daniel Jones faith. Uh, it's not that <laughs> it's I a shot faith. right at our boy. Not that I don't have faith. I just think he'll throw a couple picks in his uh, first game back. He'll get sacked mm-hmm. a couple times. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the Bucks, Bucks defense looks decent. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it did look decent. I don't want to put too much stock in it Thursday night. And Cam also looks like he's completely broken. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I guess they looked all right week one. Two against San Fran. Um, they haven't really been tested with a quarterback yet, so and they're at home. Uh, maybe. So what we uh, gonna get it's by not. It's not great options this week either on the defense. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, if the preseason showed us anything, don't sleep on Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, I think he's gonna have a. Good, I think he'll win four games this year. Four and ten, maybe. Four, I think he'll go four and ten. I think he'll have. A, I think he'll be better than his record will show. That's yeah. much as my opinion. I could see that. That's fair. Well, anyway, Dom, who do you have for defense? Uh, to me, it's just simple. You just pay up. You know, you hope to pay up for the Cowboys or Patriots. I mean, and this is why because I had the Patriots defense in fantasy last week against the Dolphins, and they scored thirty-five points. I had two yeah. players that scored zero points, and they scored thirty-five and won me the game pretty much. But to me, you just, you have to pay up for either the Pats or the Cowboys. And I think a lot of the guys we've kind of pointed out is exactly why you do that. I mean, someone like Nelson Aguilar at 3,600, I mean, you can get a pretty good defense in the Cowboys or Patriots, or I'd even say the Bills or the Packers too. Uh, you know, they're priced a little bit lower, 3,400, both of them. But I think this is a week you pay up for a top defense, kind of like we did a few times last year with the Bears when we knew they would just dominate games. <laughs> so that's exactly what I think you should do this week is just as much money as you can spend on defense that you have left over. If you're one of those people like me who kind of saves the last pick for defense, do it, get your guys who get the guys, you know, are going to put up tons of points and not lose points, you know, because this is a very kind of iffy week, like we've all illustrated. So definitely pay up. Yeah. Um, first of all, I'll say why in the world are the Eagles, the third highest price defense, 3,500. I don't get that. I mean, that's really an indictment on the, on the Lions offense. It seems like, <laughs> Um, I have two that I think could be decent plays. Um, I agree with you, Dom. Definitely go for the ones that are going to get you the most points, you think. Um, and it's probably worth paying up. But a couple down lower on the list grab my eye. Um, the Vikings, who I seem to be all over this week. Um, like I said, I could just – I see them kind of – you know, I think this could be a comfortable one for them. I think this is, you know, Oakland's first road game of the year. Um, like I said, West Coast team going – you know, with the time zone change, uh, it just doesn't, I don't know, it's got a recipe for for an ugly Derek Carr, you know, three interception kind of game. It just kind of has that feel to it to me. Um, and the other one, definitely a little bit lower. The wild card at 2,700. Don't sleep on the Arizona Cardinals. They've acquitted themselves much better than I thought here the first couple weeks of the year. The defense isn't too bad either. Um, 
you know, Lamar and, and the Ravens certainly moved the ball last week, but didn't find the end zone a ton, only scored 23 points. Um, and they're go- they're at home going up against Carolina, who could very well be without Cam Newton this week. Um, Kyle Allen, right? That's the guy who might start for the Panthers. I think he is starting. Yeah, the, is it is it confirmed he definitely is starting? I think he is. Cam out? Yeah, I mean, even more if Cam's definitely out. Um, I think that's more of a reason. I mean, first start on the road. Um, not that Arizona's great or anything, but I mean, that Carolina offense hasn't shown me anything in the first couple of weeks. I don't love their weapons really outside McCaffrey um, and QB making his first start there on the road. Uh, I mean, I think you could take a flyer on, on them too if, uh, uh, if you want to pay up at other spots. Yeah, I, I kind of like that, Morris. I also like the 49ers um, against Mason Rudolph. I know we said we might even consider playing Mason Rudolph, but um, – I think the 49ers will force a couple turnovers, and they've been playing some uh, some decent defense. I know it's been against lackluster QB play, um, but I think the 49ers will first force a couple turnovers, get a couple sacks. So at 3,200, they're not bad either. Um, anyway, that's that, that's it for our DraftKings plays. Um, the article on that will be out this weekend, and uh, we'll limit it to a, a couple of names, and then uh, that'll be it. We'll move on to the favorite part of the podcast, going against the spread. Um, the spreads are not currently popping up for me, which is a difficult thing to talk about when they're not in front of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can try to find them. I got them. You got them, Dom? Right. Yeah, give me one sec. I'll load them up. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Are we ready? Yes, sir. All right. Starting this week, or for Thursday Night Football, Tennessee, Jacksonville. Tennessee's favored by a point and a half. Who you guys got? Give me the Jags. Uh, Gardner Minshew gets his first win this week. Uh, get the Jags. The Titans suck, man. They're, <laughs> they're brutal to watch. I fucking hate watching that team. <laughs> Titans cover. Yeah, I agree. Titans cover. Uh, next. Oh, how'd we do? How'd we do? My bad, Don. How'd, who uh, who won last week, Tina? Do you know? Morris, I believe you may head. have won, but I will double check oh, that. And, um, all right. I will, I will put that uh, on our Twitter feed. All right, cool. <laughs> next, we got the Colts and Falcons. Uh, Colts favored by a point and a half. Who you guys got? I got the Colts. Home opener. Um, I believe in Jacoby Brissett. I believe in Frank Reich. I don't believe in the Atlanta Falcons, even though they beat my team. They shouldn't have on Sunday night. I got the Colts. I've got the Falcons. I have the uh, Colts at minus one and a half. Next, we got the what a lot of people think is the premier game of the week. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs and Baltimore Orioles. I mean, not the Baltimore Orioles. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope they're not playing the Orioles. Baltimore. <laughs> that spread would be like 50 and a half. Yeah, that would be pretty bad. Uh, anyways, the Baltimore Ravens, I'm sorry. Uh, Chiefs favored by six and a half points. Who you guys got? I like the Ravens on the spread to cover the plus six and a half. I think the Chiefs win the game, but I think it's close. The Ravens went up there last year to Arrowhead late in the year and played them really tough. Um, they made life pretty hard on Mahomes. Um, I think Jackson's got to, you know, control the ball, can't turn the ball over in this game. But I think the Ravens keep it close, but the Chiefs win. But I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take the Ravens on the points. I will take the Chiefs. I Holmes agree. Goes bonkers. I agree with uh, Tino here. Chiefs, six and a half points. They definitely cover that. Next, we got the Bills and the Bengals. Uh, Bills favored by six points. Who you guys got? No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, man. <laughs> this is my team this year. Like the Bills are – Bills might be playoff bound. Give me Buffalo. Ooh, six points? Yeah, it's a lot. Ah, freaking I'm, I'm going to take the Bills too. Let's go. You're all on the Bills. Table breaking, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. believe in Josh Allen. I got the Bills also uh, covering at six points. Next, we have 
the Vikings and the Raiders. Vikings favored by nine points. Oh, boy. It's higher than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, well, I talked to the Vikings a lot on this podcast, so I got to go with them. Nine points? Yeah. You have that much faith in Kirk, baby, huh? (laughs) I do. This week, I do. Uh, I'm gonna take the Raiders. I, th- I think the Raiders cover that. I think they lose by huh. by about nine or eight. So that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I agree with Tino here. Raiders uh, plus nine. Next, we have the Cowboys and Dolphins. Cowboys favored by twenty one and a half. Who you guys got? Fucking Cowboys getting lucky as hell here with this early season schedule, and they play New Orleans next week. Of course, not without Drew Brees. Um, that's a different story, though. Um, I mean, I, don't, I guess I got to pick Dallas. It's, you know, these spreads are just going to get higher and higher by the week against the poor Dolphins. But, I mean, until they just show that they're, you know, a, a competent, you know, group of football players, I, I don't know how you can you can pick them. So, Dallas. This is just so absurd. I, I mean, last week I was said it's – too disrespectful to have a spread that high. Now I think it's too disrespectful to have a spread this low against the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I, I got to go Cowboys. Yep, I'm um, I'm with you both, uh, Cowboys. I got I'm burned last week with the, trying to think the Dolphins would actually put up points, and they didn't. So I got you guys with the Cowboys also. Uh, next game, Packers Broncos. Packers favored by seven and a half. Who you guys got? This is high to me. I mean, I know the Packers are 2-0, and but they haven't won all that impressively. Um, and Denver hasn't looked good either, but they were, you know, they almost won last week against Chicago. Uh, I think the Packers win, but I think Denver covers. You know, Denver's got a stingy defense, um, and the Packers' offense hasn't been great so far either. So, Packers win, but the Broncos cover. Packers cover. I'll never bet against my team, Packers cover. Next, we have the New York Jets and the New England Patriots. Patriots favored by 23 oh points. God, Jesus. Who do you guys have? These spreads, I can't believe it. <laughs> I've never seen point spreads like this before. I mean, this early in the season, it's unbelievable. Um, you got to go Patriots. I mean, they're the best team in the league, and the Jets are probably the second or third worst right now. So, Pats. I'll regret this, but I'm going Jets. <laughs> stick with your team, man. I respect it. Got to stick. Got to stick with the Jets. Yeah, I actually think the Jets will have a good game, and I think the Jets cover uh, the points against the Patriots. Not by much, but I think they definitely cover that. Next, we have the uh, where is it? Eagles and the Lions. Eagles favored oh. by six and a half points. I don't like this, man. I mean, this, I never want to pick against my team. And I don't think they're going to lose this game, but I, I just really have a feeling it's going to be ugly and a struggle on Sunday without, you know, any weapons. I mean, no Deshaun, no Alshon, no Dallas Goddard. You know, there's guys banged up on the defense. They're, they're just a better team and a better organization than the Lions. I mean, I'd be completely stunned if they actually lost. Um, but Detroit's defense is kind of stingy. I mean, they were good last week against the Chargers. I think the Eagles win, but I got to say, I think the Lions cover. I think you're looking at something like 20 to 16 Eagles. Um, they win, but the, but the Lions cover the six and a half. So you just pretty much guaranteed the Eagles win by like 30 by picking against your team. You know that, right? <laughs> I'm not picking against them. They're going to win. I I, mean, they're not going to lose. But I mean, you're picking against your team in the spread. I, I think it's more just I know my team, I think, that well, and I know how this game's going to go. And they're going to win, but it's going to be ugly. And it's going to be close. Oh, God, Morris. <laughs> Make me sick. I wouldn't, I, this is a stay away, man, for, for all of the better out there for you guys. I would not put the Eagles in any parlay sorts this weekend. Tina, they don't have anybody. There's no way. There's nobody to throw the ball to. Uh, you're a traitor to your team, Tina. Who I'm you never got? a traitor. Eagles cover. They win by ten. Uh, I, I agree. So. I think the Eagles will win big just because more is picked against them. <laughs> I hope so. Of course, <laughs> I hope they win big. I just I don't know. I don't have a group. Next. Uh, we got the Bucks and the Giants. Bucks favored by six and a half. Who you guys got? 
Uh, oh, this is a tough one too. I mean, I I'm not buying the Bucks. I know it's you know they won last week. Oh man, this is a tough. Tino, you want to go first? I might need another second to think <laughs> about this one. I have no idea. Uh, the Bucks cover. Here, Morris, I'll go. I'll I'll take my you pick. Uh, Bucks also cover the six and a half. Giants. Why not? Ah, <laughs> uh, man. They don't win, but they cover. You disgusting. Inspiring. Da- they're they're going to rally around Daniel. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> next, we got the Panthers Cardinals. This is an interesting one because the Panthers opened up its two and a half point favorites. The Cardinals are currently, though, point and a half favorite against the Panthers. Who you guys got? Yeah, well, if Cam's out, um, I like the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals have acquitted themselves pretty well here. The two weeks they played, uh, played a good Baltimore team tough last weekend. Um, Kyler's looked pretty solid. Um, and the Panthers kind of seem like a, a team that's, you know, flirting with disaster here right now. And, um, you know, with no Cam, I think I got to go Arizona. I'm going to go with the Panthers. I think Christian McCaffrey goes bananas. I'm going to agree with Morris here, and I think the Cardinals cover that one and a half. Next, Steelers, 49ers. 49ers, six and a half point favorites. Who you guys got? Uh, that's high, too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh, I'm gonna go with the Steelers. I think they – have an inspiring effort on the road, and I'm not I'm not sold on the Niners. Um, I don't know who's going to win. But, you know, maybe the Niners still win, but I think the Steelers cover. I've picked the Steelers two weeks in a row, and I've lost both times. So I'm <laughs> going with the 49ers. Yeah, I have too. <laughs> uh, I'm going with the Steelers. I think that Mason Rudolph comes out gunslinging and puts up points and definitely cover that. They may not win the game, but I think they definitely cover the six and a half. Next, we go on to Houston Texans versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers, a three-point favorite. Who do you guys got? Well, this is a good game. Um, I like the Texans. I think they bounced back. out. I know, I know they won last week, but it was pretty ugly. Um, I think they're better than the Chargers right now. The Chargers got a lot of injuries. They're reeling still. Um, didn't look great last week against Detroit. I, uh, I got Houston. I also have Houston. I as well have Houston at the plus three. Uh, next, this is the weird one to me. Seattle Seahawks, New Orleans Saints. Seahawks only a four and a half point favorite against a beat up Saints team. Who do you guys got? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, this is another hard one to pick. I mean, you know, what the hell are the Saints going to look like? Bridgewater didn't look good last week. You know, how much are they going to use Taysom Hill? Um, I'd say the Saints come back inspired, and I think the defense plays well. I'm going to go with New Orleans. I kind of hate that I have New Orleans here. I, uh, yeah, I do too. I don't, I don't really like it, but I'm picking them. Uh, I think Taysom Hill scores a rushing touchdown or some, something like that. I yeah. Think Cook scores a touchdown. I think Latavius Murray scores a touchdown. It's going to be just – the most interesting football game there there is this weekend probably it's gonna be it's gonna be weird stuff i have the seahawks covering the four and a half next we go on sunday night football the rams and the browns everybody's favorite matchup i'm sure uh rams uh favored by three points you guys got um i think the browns rise up at home this week you know they have the clunker week one Week two, I mean, they won. They beat the Jets handily, but you know, it's like the offense didn't really look all that impressive. But I don't think the Rams have looked all that impressive either. They didn't look great week one, and it kind of took a while to get rolling against the shorthanded Saints team last week. Um, I think the Browns. Uh, I think they come out good in, in prime time, and they. Uh, I think they win the game. I think the Rams win by ten points. I think the Browns are a very overrated team, and it's only a matter of time before Odell and Jarvis Landry start fighting each other on the, the on the sideline. And I think the Rams, while they haven't looked great, they definitely look like they are a capable team of winning, and they've won. I mean, they're 2-0. and uh, So favored by three only, very kind of disrespectful spread to me. 
Uh, Rams cover that. And then we go on to the Monday night game. Uh, Bears, Redskins, Bears only favored by four points. Who you guys got? Um, I don't. I think the Bears are pretty overrated, to be honest. Um, I think the Redskins that they stink, but Keenum's actually looked half decent through a couple weeks, and I don't trust Trubisky at all. I'm gonna go with the Redskins actually. Man, Morris, you just love picking these NFC East teams, man. This week, I know. <laughs> Other than that, you picked every NFC East team besides your team. Did I? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm going to go with the Washington football team. Money line, baby. Money line. Yeah, I might do that, too. Redskins I think I might, too. The Redskins, I, the Redskins might, I think the Redskins might win this game. I don't think the Bears are that good. I gotta be honest. Their Super Bowl odds are still like really, really high up there. I don't. I just don't think you're winning anything with Trubisky. Uh, I'm picking the Skins because I'll never pick the Bears to win a football game. <laughs> and that concludes our picks for the week. And that, <laughs> and that wraps up our entire podcast. Um, thank you for listening. I want to remind you to visit JoggerMag.com, the home of the underdog as well as visit our sponsor, Thrive Fantasy. It's a great app for prop bets on your Sunday as you're scrolling through, thinking like, eh, I don't know if my DraftKings plays are that good. Let me slide over to Thrive Fantasy, open up a prop bet, see if I win that. So there's always ways to win money. Um, like I said, our article will be out this weekend with our sneaky plays of the week for our DraftKings lineups. And we will see you again next week. Enjoy week three of the NFL season. And uh, try to not fall asleep during a Thursday night game of Tennessee and Jacksonville. See you next week. This is a Thursday night football game that you just love if you're a football fan who's in bet sports. It's the Gardner Minshew show. Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening to the Sneaky Place podcast presented by JoggerMag.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please smash that subscribe button and follow us on Twitter at PlaySneaky.